0: howdy everybody welcome to the brother sister show a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings attempt to keep in touch by talking about movies this week we're talking about oscar nominee drive my car (laughs) Just such a dramatic pause. Also, another three-hour movie. Um, yeah, we've
1: really, we've really been watching movies.
0: <laughs> we're doing it for you guys, <laughs> all for you. Um, but before we get into that, into that wonderful movie, what have you been up to?
1: Um, nothing much. Doing school stuff still. Spring break is coming up, so I'm excited for that. A little bit of a break. Um, but my projects are, have been going pretty well. Like I have another AI one due, um, tomorrow and I've actually done like a good part of it. I just need to like document it. So night and Dang. day from, you know, the first assignment where I was just up like 48 <laughs> hours straight, just working. So that's good. It's good to hear. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm telling good you it's hear? good to hear.
0: <laughs> it's good to say it. it's good, it's to, good hear to hear me say it out loud. <laughs> Oh, and I see that you have some uh, additions to your sad wall. What's yes. behind you? What is that?
1: What this? The other one. This one is uh, from A twenty four. It's so dark that you can't see it, but it's yeah. That's the Green Knight. It's a uh, Death uh, Fatale okay. right there.
0: Mm.
1: I have another one. I owe you it. I think I told you I was gonna give it to you.
0: Oh sure. It was a, it was a
1: really long time ago, but they gave it, it to me really when I when all. I got the shirt, the Green Knight shirt so yeah i mean that that's pretty much all that's new other than watching movies we're pre-recording this or way earlier than we normally do Mm
0: because
1: south by it's happening
0: no nobody's going we're just happening (laughs) yeah
1: we're just preparing preparing something is gonna happen
0: (laughs) yeah that's all my life okay well i was gonna say that's all my life has been revolving around the past few days but weirdly it doesn't feel i don't know it doesn't i feel like i'm not prepared enough but like it's the calm before the storm i guess so but like part of me is is wondering if i'm not preparing enough do you ever like when you get nervous or something or something's gonna happen but and you're like i I feel like i should feel nervous or i should feel anxious but i don't feel as anxious as i thought Mm -hmm. um even though I, I literally just off the podcast, I was telling you how I'm like manifesting <laughs> or I'm just like making up all these weird diseases I have because I'm so anxious and nervous. But weirdly, that's kind of tame of compared to what I'm used to. So I like part of me is like, am I not thinking enough about this? Do you ever, I does that ever happen to you? Really? I haven't that's shit nice. my
1: pants yet. So I'm not that nervous about this.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you think, you think that's a joke, but like that <laughs> is how my nervousness manifests. Not shitting my pants, but like... <laughs> Like, you know, stomach issues. That's Oh, yeah, I'm the
1: same way. Before every big test, I always got to poop.
0: Got to take out. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. After every screening, before every screening, which honestly (laughs) is not... Some people, I feel like that'd be a nightmare, but I am not shy to shit in a public
1: restroom. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Not at all. I think that's the superpower of our family. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, dox our family into, like... But we can shit everywhere. (laughs) Truly, I feel like... I feel like oh, that's that's a that's a gift, I think. It's yeah. just being able to go, like not having not being shy, not, I don't care if people hear me. I truly don't care. No, no shame intended, I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't give a shit because we give many shits. Exactly. That's the so thing. if you
0: if you are going to South by and you hear something happen in the stall next to you, mind your fucking business. That's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> One, mind <laughs> your damn business. Two, you know who it is.
0: Exactly and leave me alone look you just look at the under the little like take a peek you'll see my new balances and you'll know why you'll know are exactly there gaps so in think. that
1: is that just like for airflow I like <laughs> there's no it doesn't reason doesn't
0: make any sense it truly doesn't i feel like okay so the uh, you can cut this out cuz it's just a tangent but like this girl at we people were talking about at work like hobbies that we have and this one girl said that <laughs> i she, love shitting <laughs> that's what i should have said no she said that she likes to take pictures of fire hydrants and Mm. i was like that's such a quirky like fun thing to do and the only thing i can think of is i feel like every time i go to the restroom somewhere i need to have like an in-depth conversation with the person that i'm with about like how good or bad the restroom is oh
1: yeah i i went to a restroom It's funny (laughs) at old navy recently um restrooms I think it was an Old Navy. No, I think it was a CVS, and I took a picture so of the different. restroom because I wanted to take a picture. I wanted to show Kayla because look how decrepit this is.
0: It <laughs> looks like a meme. <laughs> that it is like- so. Why is it? So- you know what? CVS restrooms are so big for no reason.
1: <laughs> this is it's spacious. Like
0: they- it is no, yeah. That happens I'll, to like I'll every. Every one that I've been in, I because a- I fucking love CVS. And they, yeah, the restrooms are always really spacious, but the whole point of that was like, I always take note when places have, um, like restrooms where the wall, it's like, it's kind of like Bucky's where you can't see anything. You're basically going into your own room. Right. And I don't know why people don't do that. I guess it costs too much. I don't know. I, I want to know the science behind that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like for us, it's always, I feel like we have a list of places that were like, you know we're gonna go shit here and it's gonna be an enjoyable experience because we're not gonna like be scared for our safety or yeah. like it's just gonna have a pleasant vibe like I, we can stop at bucky's and like you know you can yes. take your time a little bit you know sometimes i feel like there's like levels of restrooms at public places mm-hmm. there's like one where you have to squat because the for some reason the toilet seat has like like Wolverine cut the shit out of it for some reason. Oh
0: yeah. And you gotta
1: like squat unless you, like your your thighs are gonna feel like they're on a like mm-hmm. a cheese grater for some reason. Yeah,
0: exactly. I yeah, that's and those are only in like bars.
1: <laughs> yeah. So which weird. Is,
0: like, yeah.
1: And on campus a lot too.
0: And that that makes me it makes me think of <laughs> on campus what the fuck are people doing in restrooms, <laughs> but um it makes me think of like. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is purely a Texas thing. I don't know if I'm sure there's is there Circle K and QT everywhere else or is it just Texas? Uh
1: I think it's pretty much universal.
0: Okay, because we have on our road that we live on, we have um two we you know how you have like there's always a gas station. Like the gas when you say like, hey do you want to go to the gas station? Everybody has one, you know? And mm-hmm. for us there's either a Circle K or a QT. They're across the street from each other. And I told Sebastian that QT is Target and Circle K is Walmart. And he was like, "Yes."
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> cuz
0: I cuz I would I would never... If I had to go to the restroom, QT all the way, I would never go to... But honestly, Target's restrooms are gross, too. So maybe that's not a good comparison. They
1: are kind of gross. Target's
0: restrooms are the the grossest restrooms I've ever been in. They're disgusting.
1: <laughs> Sometimes Walmart... I don't
0: understand it.
1: So Walmart, Walmart's kind
0: of... Walmart restrooms have always been decent for me.
1: That's true. One time, I went into a Walmart restroom. I walked in, and I saw this old lady in the restroom. <laughs> and I was like okay I, I was just like hey how you doing and i went into the stall and i was like oh shit i'm in the wrong restroom <laughs> and then i like walked out and i was like i'm so sorry ma'am. And you, so were in, just,
0: you went in the women's restroom <laughs> i went into the wrong one <laughs> you said hi how you doing
1: <laughs> i was like in high school i was like
0: pretty oh, i thought young. you were gonna say that she was like in the wrong one
1: no 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 she was That's like so funny she was like washing her hands and i was like hey what's up Then I went into the restroom like not even thinking like you shouldn't see a woman in in the restroom. Did you like
0: immediately leave or you just continued your business?
1: Oh, no, I didn't realize like in my mind, it was like a normal interaction. I just like went into the stall and I was like, wait, there were no urinals and I saw an old lady. Let me get out of here. (laughs) And she like, she was like, she knew that I didn't realize because she was just like,
0: okay this fucking idiot yeah this dummy she probably tells people this story to this day
1: stupid ass kid walked into walmart
0: this dumbass kid said hi to me and just went to the stall <laughs> what a weirdo anyways why how did he even get on this topic of restrooms
1: i don't know fun tangent
0: and okay <laughs> anyways um what the fuck were we even talking about oh like South nervousness by. um yeah i don't know i don't feel like it's gonna happen i feel like I still, I think I still have this like idea that it'll be Friday. I'll be in the Airbnb, and then they'll be like, "Well, it has to be canceled because of COVID." Like what happened? I mean, that's not what happened last time, but I think I was like maybe two weeks away. It was pretty close. I don't know if you remember it, but it was like I, a week away.
1: I remember. I had I remember, the days off. <laughs> I remember you calling me, yeah. And this was like before COVID had hit, and I was still working on campus. And you were like, "Hey, they just canceled South by." And I was like, "Oh shit! Damn, this yeah. shit's getting crazy." Because I was like, I wasn't even sure if I was supposed to come back from spring break, like, because mm-hmm. like that was I. I remember that was like the first time I was like, "Oh shit! This COVID thing's getting pretty." Is like hitting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it. I think. I don't know. I part of me feels like it's not real. I've also, I. I don't know, I've this is something, I always feel silly saying this, I don't know why, but it's just something I've wanted to do for like such a long time. Like ever since I went, I was in Austin, I think just, or maybe it was ever since we went to, we started going to the If I Were You shows, or like the HeadGum shows. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe even before then, I think before then, like a, a couple years before then, um, I went one time and we, some, we just like randomly got into a screening, like me and my friends, and we had waited in line for, like, hours. And then the filmmakers were like, we have extra tickets if you guys want them. And we were like, yeah. Um, and I think after that, I just saw the, like, whimsy of it. Where we watched them. I didn't know anything about South by how these, like, film festivals worked. But at the end of it, of the movie, um, all the filmmakers, like, they were like, so we're going to have, like, a Q&A with the cast and crew because it was the premiere And I just, like, we, and me and the people that I was with were in the very front row because they were, like, they were, like, we literally have, like, four tickets left and it's for you. (laughs) And we just, like, got on the very first row of, like, where we're supposed to watch the fucking movie. And then after, they were, like, okay, so here's the cast and crew. And they were all, like, getting up from their seats. And I was, like, fuck, they were sitting here the whole fucking time while we were watching it.
1: That's so fun. And,
0: uh, yeah. And then so they got up and they were in front of us and, uh. And then they were like, oh, and then here's the, the crew. Like, they were calling out crew members that were sitting in the, the theater. And it was basically every single person that made this movie took up the entire theater. Like, if, except for, you know, probably people that were <laughs> had, like, badges or wristbands. And then just us, like, four random people. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, this is cool. Like, that you get to watch these movies that nobody... I mean, it was a small movie. And it, it is on, I think, Peacock now or something. I saw it somewhere. I like stumbled upon it, but for the most part, it's like, it's like a small group of people that at least get to see this movie this early or get to see it ever. And then you get to experience it with the people that made it. Yeah, It's just so like, it's such a cool idea. And ever since then, it just was one of the things I wanted to do. And it's South by, I mean, there's dreams of obviously going to like Sundance, but like South by is obviously the one that I could go to. It was like in reach, um, So yeah, so I guess I've just, what I'm trying to say is this has been like a dream of mine to go, to do, and I the fact that it's finally happening, just happening feels like strange. And I feel like I should be more nervous or I should be more excited, but I'm kind of just like baseline ready to just go watch the movies that I have in my schedule.
1: Yeah. What's your most anticipated?
0: Ooh, there's some headliners. Um, I think actually, is tomorrow, Thursday? yeah so tomorrow so how the badges work i can go into it more detail like when we do the episode about my experience but um from the ranking of like what of who gets to be let in is like obviously the top is filmmakers and like people and guest passes that they have and then platinum badges which is like you know the people that can pay a lot for these. I get into everything and then film badges, but then there's something called express passes. And um, this is be- the whole reason I'm bringing it up is because it's kind of like a fast pass where mm. the day before that screening at 9am, you have to go on and get, try to get an express passive for the movies that you really want to see. So like for my most anticipated ones, I'm, I guess I'm like categorizing it by like, what am I going to use this pass for? Cause I get two a day and it basically guarantees you, it says that if you get this express pass and you go 45 minutes early, you're going to get in. And, uh, and so I think that's when it'll feel real is when I, tomorrow morning at 9am, when I try to get the pass for the first one, which is, I think it's called everything everywhere all at once. Oh
1: my goodness. I'm so jealous. That's the bro. opener.
0: That's the opener. And I'm it's so at the paramount, which is like, Oh, you, we've been there. We went to go see you. We've been, there for a couple times at the paramount um yeah i know wow. i feel i feel bad talking about this no 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 i know but I hopefully ask. i know you'll you'll i know but you'll probably you're gonna go one day too so it's not like
1: yeah plus that, that, that movie comes years. out like has a theatrical oh, it comes release out really soon. pretty soon so i yeah. thought it was like way f- further in advance but pretty soon
0: usually it's like right after um look like at my schedule so that's the first one that I'm really excited for. And I'm that I'm trying to I'm gonna try so fucking hard to get this fast pass because apparently it's like Disneyland where now you have to do the same thing where the day before or the either the morning of or the day before you have to get the fast pass for what you want. And for like Star Wars shit, it comes it sells out like you know, in like a second. Yeah. Or in like a minute. So that'll be
1: Fuck um, Disney.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there was another one. Shit! Oh, the one that we keep seeing trailers for, the Lost City with Channing Tatum and Um. Sandra Bullock, that's also premiering on Saturday, and I'm I'm actually really excited to see it. And every time I see the trailer, there's a part. Do you know that part where Brad Pitt comes and she's like, "Why are you so handsome?" And he says, "My dad was a weatherman." Every fucking time, like unironically and not joking, it makes me laugh every single time. That's that's a funny line. So fucking funny. Um, so I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, then there's another one, another headliner called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, but it has Nicolas Cage, oh, the Cage playing one. himself. Yeah. Yeah, so it's also playing. Damn, that's awesome. Um, there's some buzz screenings that, like, the whole thing is that you don't know what it is. Nope. Until you, I guess, go and see it. So I at least want to get into, <clears throat> I want to get into multiple, but I want to at least get into one. Um, then X... Obviously, A24's new um, horror film. That one I'm very excited for. I'm excited for all of the Midnight midnight Screeners. I got to
1: tell Kayla that but you're going to see that because she wants to see that really, really bad.
0: X? Mm-hmm. Really? I thought she doesn't like, um, oh, who am I thinking of? Not Kayla. I don't know. I'm very excited for that one. That's another one that I have to, I'm trying to get my express pass for. Dang,
1: you're see some bangers.
0: I know it's a good year.
1: That's that's good. It's a very
0: good year. Um, Yeah, there's just like a a bunch of other stuff. I want to try to get a bunch of free stuff. I'll try to get you some stuff because that's the whole thing too. Is that they have a lot of activations and it's just like lounges or stuff where they give out free food and free stuff. And Sebastian and I went to a couple one year, but they had when we went, we had to wait a long time because they separate the line from like normal people and then badge holders. And I told Sebastian, I can't fucking wait to when I get a badge, and I don't have to wait in this line. And so now... It's the year. I'm just going to go in. Yeah, I'm just going to... Every time I have free time, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to go into a bunch of... Nice. uh, Places. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is also playing. I'm trying to see if I should go see that at the theater, if I should just... They have an online one. I kind of want to just do that. Um yeah do you know who? are you familiar with like Casey Neistat and David Dobrik all those people do you care about them at all so uh
1: not not really but what do you have to say okay
0: well this is kind of just for like me and Sebastian well I'm sure people that are listening care but um there's a draw the whole this whole drama with David Dobrik Jeff Wittick like the whole like
1: he almost
0: yeah so I've been keeping up with this drama just because I know nothing about these people, but I just love drama. So I've been keeping up with it. And today I learned while watching um, H3, I don't know if you listen to them, but I was watching their podcast and they were kind of talking about the drama and how the reason that Jeff Wittick is kind of coming, coming out against David Dobrik now is because Casey Neistat sent him this interview where David Dobrik basically blamed Jeff for what happened, even though he was the person who was operating the excavator that he slammed his, like Jeff slammed his face into. So I've been hearing all this drama this entire week about this. um, And then I think I said Casey Neistat, right? Like he made this documentary about David Dobrik and he was supposed to just make it about like, just how he's—I guess he's a big fan of David—and then he when he's when he like agreed to do the documentary is right when like a bunch of drama started happening. So the documentary was like supposed to be one thing, but turned into another thing. All that to say, I didn't realize until today that that documentary is showing at South by. Oh. And so that's another just because I love the drama of it all. That's another one that I'm actually, um, really excited for.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I'm more interested in Casey Neistat just for, like, the like his type of videos because he did, like, one a day for, like, a whole year or something.
0: Something I, crazy. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot about him, obviously, but I know nothing about him. And I've never seen any of his videos. But from what – I mean, I don't know if he's ever done anything like this. So if it is his, like, debut of being a, docu- a documentary filmmaker, then I'm excited to see it. But I probably won't try to go to the premiere because I think it's at the same time as The Lost City, and that is my – number one priority
1: yeah so that that makes sense
0: yeah but there's a bunch of other like those are the ones that i'm I'm assuming you heard of but there's other ones too that that are um that i'm excited for at least to hopefully they'll be good and i could talk about them and yeah a lot of the midnighters um just because i mean that's my vibe a lot of the features but yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to play it by ear, not trying to overwhelm myself to ch- see everything, obviously, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting.
0: I'm very excited. I'm nervous, just for the logistics of it all, but I'm excited. And I'm excited to, a lot of people say, like, the biggest, I guess their biggest piece of advice is just to enjoy it. And, like, even when you're in line, don't just, like, sit there and wait, like, talk to people and. yeah yeah like because it's all i mean everybody's there either because they're a part of the industry or they love film so like you'll yeah have i'm sure to you'll have about. some good
1: conversations
0: yeah so we'll see i'm not pressuring myself to try to make friends or like lasting connections but i just want to like have a good time you know yeah
1: that's a good and i want to uh, see
0: if there's oh sorry
1: i was gonna say that's a good uh, mind space to go into this with
0: yeah because if i'm like i need to contact i need to have net like networked with five people like I, I don't care about that um but i'm also curious about how many people just like are kind of like me where they i i'm assuming there's a lot of people but where they like save up and they buy a badge and they go you know i'm I'm wondering how many people do that or if it's like all industry people mm. and it's just me where i'm like <laughs> i don't know any anybody
1: i'm sure there'll be plenty of people Maybe
0: i do have i think i said this. I don't know if I said this just to you or on the podcast but I did um last year I that's when I I did I went to the online south by whenever I did the series and so I changed my yeah yeah um, you said that job Where, title so yeah. at least it looks like it says like producer so at least it looks like I and I have proof so I'm not like you know that whole like call yourself a filmmaker right now <laughs> yeah. like I kind of am you know like
1: <laughs> you you've been producing stuff as well as been on a podcast that talks about movies
0: i know so for
1: two years at this point
0: yeah true and that's so i have and sebastian got me a recorder and that's kind of one of my challenges to myself is i want to see like if i do meet somebody or if like i come across somebody i want to be like oh i have a movie podcast if i can just ask you a couple questions i want to try to do that but i don't know i think i'm gonna chicken out
1: in reality you're just gonna be like (coughs) day three I've been watching all these midnight movies so much that I've turned into a nocturnal animal. (laughs) Just all and alone by yourself.
0: I should get a journal and just start writing like
1: I started doing that not because of the movie, but mm, I get it. Underlining nocturnal animal.
0: Maybe I'll get a little notebook. I wanna look like like my whole thing is I like when I go to the movies and I write like notes. Just, uh, you know, in front of just normal people, because I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm. Normies. They don't. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> like in my mind, <clears throat> people are like, oh, she's so mysterious taking notes during this. Uh, like, what is she, what is she writing? But like, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody gives yeah. a shit.
1: No one's even, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I want to take, I'm going to do some people watching. I'm going to be so creepy where I'm going to like take, you know, the recorder. I'm going to take, a little notebook i think and i'm gonna see what other people do and just kind of mime them Mm. so i can feel like i'm a part of the you know just kind of play mind games with myself where i'm like
1: i've been here before myself
0: i should be yeah act like you've been there you know yeah so i just need to act cool you know
1: cool well what have you watched
0: um i actually watched a lot today not a ton overall though obviously because you're still winning i can't wait to see what this number looks like next week though i know I'm, I'm a little scared i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if it'll be a ton though i mean i'm sure it will be but will it be 15 maybe oh.
1: you'll you'll have like at least four movies a day and it's for a solid week so that's at least 20 movies oh true or 28 so it'll be around 30 movies that you'll probably see
0: Let's hope so, because I am falling behind. <clears throat> it actually should be 116, or did I put that? No. It should be 116, because I haven't logged one that I just watched.
1: Mine should be 137. Um, I haven't logged Drive My Car.
0: Well, it's not, so. Well, there you go. I guess we're even then. Um. All right. What did I watch? Um, <clears throat> I watched, oh, okay, a few good ones. I watched Memories of Murder. Have, I don't know if you've seen this one. Bong Joon-ho
1: no but uh, i saw early. you gave it a high rating those always are on it's my radar and i normally add those to my watch list because i'm like all right
0: oh, when i want to give it a high rating yeah um it's okay then i won't say anything about it because i think you should watch it it just he just knows how to make people feel when he writes his movies that's oh, all yeah. i'll say um i watched it oh i didn't even put a star rating for this one <laughs> let me change that for the battery i didn't even notice that um i just it was so bad no i'm kidding um so bad i'll probably give it like two and a half it was fine oh god um yeah so it, it it's on i watch on canopy it does it looks like it was made with a small budget which I, I i actually appreciate i don't mind when movies look like that or when i can tell you know it doesn't the actors aren't like high level actors mm-hmm. it's like it looks like a, a group of friends made it um, but I liked it. It felt like a different kind of zombie movie. It wasn't what I expected based off of the poster, honestly, but I didn't hate it. Um, it At the end, it kind of dragged, though, so I didn't really appreciate that. Um, and then I watched The Batman for the second time. This time I gave it... So I think the first time I watched it, I gave it three and a half. This time, four, because I was fully awake, and I understood everything, because I had so many questions when we first left. And, uh... Yeah, I, I, just, it's so good. It's really good. I it don't
1: hits all the marks again. You know, it
0: really does. It's, because honestly, one going in to rewatch it, I wasn't as excited as I thought I would be. Um, but then when we got in and it started, I was like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, I watched it. So the reason we went again is because we took Sebastian's parents, and we went to the Mayan, um, because they have
1: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they
0: show the movie with Spanish subtitles. And so it, that was fun to watch to see like
1: El Rata, Alada.
0: Yeah, or just like certain things they um how they would translate it. And yeah. uh I used like Sebastian and I would like say them to each other. Um so that was kind of fun to see the translations of it. Um, oh, and a couple things that Sebastian told me or that we caught the second time. Um, or I guess a prediction that Sebastian have, I I I can't really take credit for it. Um he thinks that Bane is going to be in the next movie, uh, specifically because of the Mountain Dew that uh,
1: the adrenaline. I was gonna
0: say Peter that uh, Bruce like injected into him. Sebastian said that's what, like that's what Bane has. He has like something in his back or something that it constantly like injects him with it. So he thinks that he's gonna be in the next movie, um, and I I need to watch it again or I need to find a clip online because. You know, at the end, spoilers for Batman, skip a couple of minutes, I guess, but, um, or seconds, but you know, at the end when the Riddler's like all pissed that he does, he didn't win or whatever over the TV, you can hear them talking about they. all I heard was like, they say some guy with a mask. And I at first I was like, I'm assuming they're talking about the Riddler, but why would they keep talking about him if he's already in Arkham? Maybe Batman. So I was like, well, Bat, oh, I guess so. But like, why wouldn't they just say the Batman?
1: That's true. I need,
0: that's what I'm saying. I need to watch it again. Because um, that could also fit with the theory of, like... Bane. Bane, yeah. Anyways, that was it. Because, I mean, it kind of sets it up, right? That, like, all these people... Like, that's how the end... How Like, the end sets up that... Ar- or not Arkham. Gotham is, like, turning into such a shithole. Like, even more so that all these criminals are... There's, like, a huge power grab. All these criminals are coming to the surface. It would make sense. That's true. Um, yeah. So, that's it. Fair enough. I, it made so much, like I said, it just, I can't express to you enough how much that it, it matters to watch this when you're fully conscious. Oh, yeah. And you are not tired from the day because I, it made <clears throat> so much sense. Oh, and I saw that, like, the scare at the beginning. So good. I wish I would have seen it the first time. Ooh.
1: um
0: yeah very good loved it what else oh shit um last two so i watched a movie on netflix called through my window it's one that netflix is like constantly telling me like you you need to see this (laughs) i don't know why though it was so bad um my my review is just oof (laughs) oof (laughs) uh just because some of there was like one thing that happened in it that I just like was so problematic to me that in a movie that's supposed to be romantic, it just felt so strange. Um, and it, it was fine. Another thing though is that I watched it during work and it's I think it was supposed to be in Spanish, but I watched it dubbed, which you should never do because it's so bad. But either way, I don't even think it would have made a difference because it was just a bad movie. <laughs> um, and then I, I watched, the one I didn't put on Letterboxd was The Cloverfield Paradox. Do you remember mm-hmm. that movie? Because I don't know if you saw that one tweet. It's where they're in space, right? Huh. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one tweet where somebody was like, remember, I will never forget when they dropped this movie after the Super Bowl and then nobody talked about it ever again. Yeah. And I was like, that's so embarrassing. And like, one, it's so embarrassing. Two, I couldn't tell you what. And I have a theme where like, I couldn't tell you what happened in this movie. So I had to watch it to see. And yeah, it's just, it's not, I mean, it's bad. It's not terrible. It's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. But, but the only thing I remember I is don't like understand his
1: arm getting swallowed. Yeah. That's the only thing I kind Which, of remember.
0: The science of it all, I can't speak to. Does, probably doesn't make any sense. But I think that's what made it bad was like. Well, first of all, don't give us another Cloverfield movie. I don't know why they felt like they had to do that. Because <laughs> they had such a good, a solid, you know, one and two. Leave it alone. Yeah. Why do any more with it? I like the idea, though, of telling, of, like, having one universe. <coughs> this is where they really fucked up, because I really love the idea of having a universe, like a a cinematic universe where each movie is told uh, telling a different story or a different perspective of what's happening in the same universe and in different styles. You know how the first one is found footage, the second is more of like a, dr- a mystery thriller drama kind of thing. Yeah, the third was um, like
1: sci-fi, but like
0: but I don't I wish they would have done something different. And like anytime you include anything that has to do with like universe's paradoxes, I don't that's not interesting to me and it's also so fucking confusing cuz like the new one, everything everywhere all at once. I'm really excited for it, but I'm really nervous for the science shit. Because I'm not going to have you or Sebastian that I can lean over and be like, "Do you understand oh. what's happening?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll have uh who's the director of that? Or like, uh, "What if I'm sitting next to like the star of it and I'm like, "Do you understand what's
1: happening?" <laughs> <laughs> leave. Just leave.
0: I'm like, "Wait, can you explain to me what's happening?" Wow. And I don't even know they're in the movie. <laughs> or it's like
1: your first time where you, yeah, you don't even realize that you're next to the crew. Yeah, exactly. And you just like whisper to yourself like, what the fuck is happening? This is such a bad
0: <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. I just write down OOF oof, in big letters <laughs> and they see
1: it. <laughs> Underlined.
0: But no, I, I would never fault a movie for, my, for me being dumb. So that's why sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this movie is bad because of the science. Because truly, I'm just dumb. So I don't know. Mm. I didn't I didn't understand URL ratatouille when he first said it. They they said it so many times the first time and I was like, "What?" So <clears throat> yeah. That's all. Um now I see why I didn't watch it or why, you know, it kind of just left my brain.
1: Yeah. Um
0: yeah, just leave Cloverfield alone. I I think they should have just done something, not do anything at all or just I don't know.
1: It was Done right with Matt Reeves. Who...
0: Oh, yeah. in Cloverfield. Yes, and that's why... Okay, that's... So because of that tweet, but also because Sebastian... Sebastian and I were talking about Matt Reeves, and he asked, like, what else has he done? And I looked at his filmography, and he really hasn't done a ton. So it's very surprising to me that it's, like, a Batman is so fucking good. But Cloverfield is my day one. I fucking love that movie.
1: I know a lot of people, like... uh, the war and dawn of the planet of the apes
0: those are those are solid and they I have Andy seen Circus
1: in a long time but yeah solid
0: um oh and then the last thing about the batman batman is um <laughs> i think i don't know if this is a controversial take um but i think andy circus is my favorite alfred i think he's the best one that i've seen
1: i've seen all of quite, them but
0: i think he's my favorite
1: that is quite controversial I, do
0: you say I, so? I I don't know. I think the just I I always felt that Michael Caine did care for like Bruce, like his Alfred cared for him. But, but this connection just felt so much deeper. Like I did when I looked at them, I did see the history between them and how he was, you know, he's like kind of his father. But they don't like to say it because he's not his father, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. I just it does feel like Alfred takes care of him. And I like the backstory of him, che- like, showing him how to fight. And I don't know. I just love, I also love Andy Serkis. I think he's so underappreciated.
1: Yeah. I guess it depends on, like, because, like, there are different Alfreds. Like, yeah. You know, I feel like this is the first one that is, like, you know, he's, like, a unique Alfred where he's, like, you know, taught him how to fight. Exactly. Um, and, he like, does showed the him ciphers, the ropes.
0: Like, so quick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll. My favorite other uh Alfred is the one in Val Kilmer's Batman, Batman Forever.
0: Mm. I love him. I have to look him up.
1: Michael Go. Go. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Um we saw a clip I forgot to tell you about this, but we saw a clip of the Val Kilmer one where it had like Jim Carrey. Um and I was like, Oh, I like I, I from this movie the only scene I remember is the one with Robin and his and his family, how they just all like fall and just die. And he just looks, he like looks out that hole. And Sebastian was like, <coughs> he was like, no, that's, isn't that the, he was like, no, that, that's the Robin from the George Clooney one. And I was like, no, it's not. I, I was, I was, he was so confident. He was like, and obviously that makes me be like, no.
1: You're, you're going to get like, humbled right now, Sonny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so we looked it up and he, and apparently like, he's in the cast list for both. What? But I don't. I, I. We didn't check that after. Like we just looked on online, and he was, like Sebastian was like, "Oh, he is in the Val Kilmer one," and then he looked at the George Clooney one, and he's like, "Wait, he's here too." Oh no!
1: Yeah, he is in both. I think because is he? Uh, because That's like wild. it was like Val Kilmer. Like the story continued, but instead of Val Kilmer, it was George Clooney.
0: Oh. Okay, that yeah, makes sense.
1: I forgot about that. It's it like a trilogy, <clears throat> and then the I think the last. Val Kilmer, I don't, I don't really remember. There's something there.
0: Mm. Anyways, <laughs> we, we were just like, so that's why, because Sebastian's never like, or either of us, whenever we're like, kind of like, oh, maybe you're right, one of us will, not, what is, secede, is that the word? Or one of us will like retreat concede. from our, concede, that's what it is, secede from the union. <laughs> one of us will always concede where we'll be like maybe you're right but this one we were both like no fuck you i'm correct so i mean you get technically
1: you were right because it is val kilmer the movie is with val kilmer yeah but i mean tech no technically you're right
0: well that's why i showed him the scene when we were waiting and like waiting for the movie to start and he was like oh okay i don't remember this and i was like well this is the only scene i remember i don't know why (laughs) That's but and then he was like, it was just like a whole conversation where we just, we both remember that we just didn't remember anything mm-hmm. from this movie. Um, anyways, yeah, that was it. A little tangent. Cool. Um, but yeah, he's my favorite Alfred and I stick by that.
1: Right on. More power to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all you've seen? Yeah. All right. I have a couple. Uh, Pacific Rim. Checked out from the library. Mm. Solid pick. Oh shit, I, I need to put the second one. I didn't put the second one. Wow. Uh yeah, the, so the first one some like background on that movie. Uh it was either Pacific Rim was going to get made or um I think Hellboy 3, then they chose uh you know, original IP, so. Uh it, every time I see this movie I think of that and you know, part of me wants to hate this movie because, you know, it's the reason that Hellboy 3 doesn't exist. But I love this movie a lot, Pacific Rim. <laughs> it's a solid one. So That's how I feel
0: every time I see District 9, how it was supposed to be Halo. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But District 9 was the right choice.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of that one, that example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Solid movie. The second one, uh, just, they should have let it be. <laughs> Honestly. I don't
0: think I've ever seen it. No. I've worth seen the it. second one, I saw, in I saw it in theaters.
1: You've never seen the original Pacific Rim?
0: no it was <laughs> because it, it was a situation where homer loves he loves the first one right i think he watches it all the time and when the second one came out mom told me that they were gonna go see it and she's like do you want to come and i'm like well i haven't seen the first one but i like going to the movies, so sure
1: honestly i think my brain tell my, you what happened in that movie <laughs> my brain auto corrected what you said because i was like that doesn't make any sense
0: <laughs> Let me... maybe i, I could have said it wrong I mean, no, you no, know, no 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 no
1: it just doesn't make any sense why you would watch that one. Because I was so bad and the first yeah. one was really good.
0: I, I just wanted popcorn and an icy. <laughs> Truly, that's it.
1: Dumb. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Paths of Glory. It's an anti-war film by Stanley Kubrick starring Kirk Douglas, who is Michael Douglas's father, and mm-hmm. he looks so much like him. It's insane. Yeah. Have you seen this movie before? No. Truly angering. Really good. Why? Uh, it's just about war and how pointless it is mm-hmm. and just misogyny and World War One. So, yep. solid, solid movie. I really, it really made me want to watch uh, 2001 The Space Odyssey. Because, yeah, just reading, because I, I got it from the library and it was the criterion. So, I was reading the like little pamphlet just about like the movie and how it was getting made and. Mm-hmm uh how the the budget was really low you know like a lot of know, not a lot but it, some of kubrick's films and it was like a million dollars was the budget and like a third of it went to kirk douglas like he was the reason <laughs> it got made pretty much so i was yeah. just reading that was was cool then i watched uh some oscar nominated shorts audible and the long goodbye don't have much to say about audible i pretty much agree with what you said It's just like yeah some of the shots were interesting uh for a documentary like it was shot way more cinematic than a lot of Mm -hmm. the documentaries that i've seen at least um but the long goodbye bro that ending hit hard where Mm. i was just like whoa would did you feel like the shakiness of the camera was too much at the end
0: no no because uh, I don't I don't mind, I don't like shakiness when there's something to see, but I think that it was a device to, like, show what was, to, like, put you in the mood of what was happening when yeah. he was dying.
1: I, I was just curious, because I know <clears> you... I don't mind he,
0: it. I just don't like it when it's, like, chase scenes or fight scenes when I'm supposed to be seeing, like, what's happening. You just can't see shit. Um, yeah, but, like, in this case, honestly, I didn't even remember that it was shaky until you said yeah. it, because it it just, like... Used it very kind of, effectively yeah exactly it was not just put in there because you didn't want to spend extra time fig- like showing the actors not how to punch each other you know
1: yeah but this this short the long goodbye was very good really good uh, I honestly scary yeah scary Uh, just like yeah just watch it I don't even know what else to say I can't really <laughs> say much else but uh, very very scary um I didn't watch the the my family game time penance because I didn't really have what time. What was it? Uh, I think it was fresh. No, not fresh. Um,
0: no. Oh, the feast.
1: The feast. I haven't seen it yet, but I will say I I was looking <laughs> at the letterbox because I was trying to see what I was trying to remember what it was, and I remembered that I added it to my watch list, and I accidentally clicked the trailer button, and it brought me to YouTube, and I did not I don't want to watch the trailer, but I scrolled to the comments, and the top one was like uh it was like (laughs) it was like i'm old and numb but this trailer made me scared
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am old and numb
1: (laughs) something like that so i'm excited to watch the movie
0: i don't know if it scared me per se i just liked it well just the
1: trailer at the very least what was the movie called again i want to look at what exactly Uh, the feast i think yeah so that that's what that tri- that's so i saw funny.
0: have you seen fresh did you watch it at sundance
1: no i didn't watch it yet or i didn't see it at at sundance but it's on uh hulu yeah i do want to watch it i feel like i know what happens because i've seen a couple of the
0: yeah i see like too.
1: you know some stuff on twitter but
0: yeah i saw a joke about i think oh wait maybe you sent it to me no did you see uh, somebody on TikTok made like a joke about Army Hammer, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, now I know what this movie's about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I saw some uh, <laughs> even stuff like when they were talking about it at Sundance. Oh okay. But so yeah, I'm ready to play the game. Oh shit! Sorry, I didn't. I didn't watch the movie, but I do have that funny little anecdote.
0: <laughs> Why are you pulling un- it up? Um,
1: I I don't even know if I wanna mention it, but I do have a hundred followers on Letterbox now.
0: Do you really?
1: I hit triple digits.
0: How did you get to a hundred? How do you get followers? I
1: don't know. You just Sometimes. watch stuff? Yeah.
0: Do you think oh I was gonna ask you, do you think Sundance gave you a boost? Not at all. Or do you think Southwater Oh okay.
1: Not at all. I mean, I didn't really like I'm gonna try to tweet or anything.
0: <laughs> oh not for that. I'm just saying if people are like, Oh he's at Sundance, I'm gonna follow him.
1: No, no one really did, except for a couple of people that I, like, I followed. And
0: mm. um, okay, well, I guess we're now we're gonna go back to the first game that we played, which okay. is filmography. Let's do it. Where, uh, oh yeah, so we pick. Uh, just to remind you and then the audience, I guess. Um, if you when we pick somebody and we just go back and forth trying to name, uh a movie that they've been in. And then whoever, I think it's, the whole thing is like, if you get it wrong, then I have a chance to, wait, let me see. Yeah, when a player can't name another film or repeats a film that has already been named, the next player will have a chance to knock that player out of the game. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Brad Pitt. Okay. The movie is True Romance, so we can't use that one.
1: So you start first. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven.
1: Okay, so Brad Pitt is Ocean and is in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> he is also in. I thought you were gonna do. It again. <laughs> he is also in Ocean's Twelve. We're just gonna go that.
0: And then he was <laughs> in Ocean's Thirteen. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. He is also in Fight Club.
0: Okay. He's also in. What else is he in? Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
1: He's also in Moneyball.
0: And. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: That's good. He's also in. We can't do movies that haven't came out yet. Oh, yeah. he's in Deadpool 2.
0: God damn it. That was <laughs> the one I was saving. Um, okay. He's also in World War Z?
1: Damn it. That's so I was just thinking of that movie. He is in World War Z.
0: Okay.
1: He is also in
0: Five Footnote (laughs) Kitty.
1: The strange case of Benjamin Button? Nope. The peculiar... No, not peculiar. No.
0: I have one, Fuck. so you lose. He's in Thelma and Louise. You're thinking of Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
1: Curious Case. Damn, I couldn't get the second word.
0: Pretty sure he's in Thelma and Louise. Let me look it up. Haven't seen it, but I figured you wouldn't say it.
1: I was going to say Bullet Train. I was going to say Joe he's Dirt. Also in
0: The Last City.
1: <laughs> I was going to say... Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. He's in Meet Joe Black.
0: <laughs> Joe Dirt. I wish you would have said that. Oh my God.
1: It. I knew. Okay. I couldn't remember if he was in Snatch, but he is. He's also in. I Ed was going to say, is he in
0: the fucking, like, title or not title? He's on the uh, thing. Oh no. That's y- Jason yeah. He,
1: he has a really funny accent in that one.
0: He's also in Glorious Bastards. You could have said Seven, the Big Short. Megamind. Love a in- Slave. <laughs> Megamind. Yeah. Kickass? Who's in Kickass? Um. Is he?
1: That's what it says here.
0: I don't see that on here.
1: He's I don't in, believe it. Um. Burn After Reading.
0: Fury. I don't know if you've seen <sighs> one. Fury. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Damn. Oh, Burn After Reading is good.
1: Well, what am I
0: watching? Dang, dang, he's in a ton of shit. Jeez, I didn't. No, even yeah, of course he's prepare in Prepare for this. Um. Oh, you can watch that other movie. What was it called? Because remember, when I was like, you can watch a comedy or oh, how Apprentice it ends or Apprentice. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, how it ends.
0: I think that's what it's called. You'll like that one. These are two that you'll like. Okay. Yeah, how it ends. How it ends, and then the feast. Cool. Both well, South I- by watches that I watched last year.
1: I won't talk about the feast because I already kind of talked about it now. But all right. All right. Well, let's hit the brake. When we come back, drive my car.
0: Yusuke Kafuku, a stage actor and director still unable after two years to cope with the loss of his beloved wife, accepts to direct Uncle Vanja at a theater festival in Hiroshima. Where he meets Misaki, an introverted young woman appointed to drive his car. In between rides, secrets from the past and heartfelt confessions will be unveiled. Directed by Urayusuke Hamaguchi, written by Urayusuke Hamaguchi and Takamasa Oe, written or based on the short story by Haruki Murakami, and starring Toko Mirura and Hidatoshi. Nishijima.
1: Critics gave it a 7.7 out of ten on IMDB, a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. On Letterboxd, it has an average of a four point two stars. So very good. By the way, good. sorry
0: if I butchered the names. I tried.
1: Uh, I think you did pretty um, good. Thank you. A lot of research.
0: Very good. I gave it a four star, which is high praise.
1: Same, yeah, high praise. I'll probably give it a four and a half just because I'm better than you and I really <laughs> like this movie. I'm just playing. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't take any notes because I was, I truly, I mean, I was kind of lazy, but I also just like didn't, I just loved every moment that I didn't really feel like I needed to talk about any specific part, And it felt like a movie that was so whole in its storytelling that it, it wasn't like, oh, here's one little piece that I want to talk about or what. Like it just felt like an, a complete story. yeah yeah
1: it's hard to like dissect a movie and not take like i feel like like if we were to pick up pick apart every single piece it would take like nine years you know like it would take a long time yeah so i took a couple of notes but it's just like you know some broad strokes on some things first one cool ass car
0: cool (laughs) ass car car. i don't like a two-door but I love the car.
1: Um, I don't know what it is. I
0: wouldn't get a two-door, but...
1: But I really, really love, like, boxy cars. Me too. Kayla's like, why do you... Why? It looks gross, but...
0: No, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Because Sebastian and I feel the same way. That's why we like cars from, like, the 80s, 90s. Like, those cars just look so cool. And I don't like this whole, like, trend of making every car look like a fucking CRV. I don't like it. I love like a boxy a, car.
1: Like an eighty seven Volvo, like yeah. you know, like old. Like I don't know, there's a boxy looks cool.
0: I like a land um, cruiser.
1: Mm. That's so
0: that's what I like. Cool yes. ass
1: car just from the get go.
0: Love the car. Wouldn't yeah. drive it, I'd be too scared.
1: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, just... I would be terrified just to like you know, you could tell he I mean he mentions that he takes very good care of it and Yeah, exactly honestly like i don't have a car yet but it made me want to take care of a car like that you know like have the whole uh wrap the big like car condom that you put on it
0: You know, <laughs> oh the one that yeah nope i don't take i mean i take care of my car but um the world doesn't seem to take care of it it has like hail <laughs> damage it has somebody hit it like it just has like you know the world is against it but i love it yeah um uh, there is something about taking care of a car, though. It's like, it's just the reliability of it, and it kind of is the whole, like, if you take care of it, it'll take care of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just love the car theme, you know, cars theme. Yeah, and I will say, cars.
1: some of this reminded me of *Titan*. How so? In the, you know, father-child mm-hmm. relationship, and, you yeah. know, not necessarily the family that you're uh wanted but it's one that you like it came unexpected yes Um, and that it that could be a reading at the end i don't know uh we'll we'll get into some of that but just a lot of my notes just talk about how just the way this story is told is so perfect because Mm -hmm. it is three hours um which is kind of long for like you know normal moviegoers but i think the way it's broken up into is just such a smart um Mm -hmm. it's just so smart and to use the credits like i remember hearing that's like the only thing i knew about this movie is that the credits dropped at like 40 41 minutes like the opening credits which is like boom insane
0: that's exactly what i would do i want a movie that's 90 minutes long and credits 80 minutes (laughs) (laughs) right 80 minutes in and you'll know who the fuck is in this movie and the
1: title card is at the very end you know
0: yes love it
1: so smart to just like play with the with that traditional you know uh,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: part of movies and it just fits so well because you know the first 40 minutes is totally a prelude to the rest of the movie you know it felt Mm -hmm. like a full metal jacket i know you haven't seen it but it's Mm -hmm. you you can kind of take the first half of the the movie as like a short film almost um and i know the batman it made me think of the batman as well because there is like a a novel that to talk about the events of uh or just to like get you in the right mind space of like where the mm-hmm. characters are um right but to actually put it to film is such a smart thing um and it just yeah. like it just like reinvigorated me when i was watching it because i was like when the credits were all, i was like oh shit this is this is getting real like, yeah. you know, despite it being slow, and it just really is just conversations the entire time. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: know.
1: You know what it felt kind of like?
0: That's... It felt like a really dramatic version of the up opening.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it felt like that, but like, very artsy. Yeah,
1: very art house.
0: Yeah, I and I knew that I loved it instantly. But I also at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, I bet if it does win Best Picture, which I don't think it will. But if it does, people are gonna be pissed. Yeah.
1: I don't think um, it will either, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think it has... I mean, I think it has a shot in my mind. Like, to me, I haven't seen Coda yet, and that one I've heard is, like, is pretty good, but this one would be at the top of my list, I feel. Um, yeah. It's very good. And I guess to start from the beginning, I don't. I didn't have any notes, like I said, but I'd just go, I guess, beat by beat of, like... It, it feels like this movie's broken up into pretty, like, or pretty separate, like, parts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one, I guess the first 40 minutes I really like when movies I don't know if I can articulate this well, but I really like when movies give like such weird quirks to their characters like the fact that after every time they were done having sex that she would tell like st- finish her screenplay yeah <laughs> that's just so funny like that's such a funny like weird thing that I bet as a writer thinking about that of like what like what a unique and interesting thing to have a character do I bet you're like They were super proud of that, which they should be, because that's so that's such a strange way to learn about this person. But I really liked it. And also her screenplay, the idea was so interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And so fully formed.
1: And uh, it's crazy to, uh, you know, it's like the whole Chekhov's gun where like, you know, everything has to pay off in a in a story. And I don't know what that is. Well, that's that's what it is. Like if there is a gun if like you, you mentioned a gun in a in a
0: Oh okay as a
1: plot or in the plot it has to go off eventually by the end of the story in order for it to be, you know, effective or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of that and I was like, you know, when are they gonna talk about this? Like why 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 does she do this? Um and it wasn't until like, you know, two hours later that we find out. And for a lot of these things, you know, with the, the main actor that he eventually casts and the one who Mm-hmm. Ha- had an affair with his wife you know like w- why did he stop having all these gigs you know we don't learn until the very end like a lot of those yeah. things i feel like movies or at least writers and directors they want to immediately pay off mm-hmm. or like immediately tell the audience this is why that is the case you know but uh, they don't show a lack of, or they have yeah. a lack of restraint and they just don't trust the audiences patience and i think this movie does that perfectly.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the big thing, the reason that the reason that is is because it that's an American thing. Mm-hmm. Like American studios and American filmmakers or not filmmakers themselves don't do this, but American studios like I can imagine a studio being like I like this, but like it I don't know if audiences will know why the main character doesn't get gigs anymore. I feel like you need to say it. Or that actor, you know, I feel like you need to say it early. Right. You know, or the, you know, like they don't have patience for that, or like, uh, cut out the girl that speaks Korean sign language because why? Mm. You know, like, yeah. There's just all these things that are added to this movie that make it so rich that I feel like can only happen with a certain culture, of in filmmaking, yeah. and that's why I fucking love, like, Asian filmmakers are there for their those films that I've that I've seen over the past few years, like now that I've opened myself more to like watching films of other, um, countries, God damn it. They do it so well. Yeah, Just like the and It's so interesting too, to see the different kinds of, I mean, you, obviously cultures are different in how they do anything, but like filmmaking wise, it's so interesting. Like I've, there was a, a time where I watched a lot of French films and they kind of do that stuff. It's, I don't know. It's just like, it's, the storytelling is so different in every culture but i feel like i don't know maybe because we're so close to americans that we can like well, obviously because we are them but like we can be a little bit more critical of the way that films are made for us mm-hmm. uh, because i don't really i hate that you know i hate that 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 i feel like that's something that we wouldn't get in an american film but like bong joo says we just gotta fucking read yeah. just read bitch and you can figure it you can see it so you know two inch barrier uh yeah so but yeah exactly I love that um and also I it I just love the mystery of it and like I I thought I feel like they gave us so much of what those characters of what these characters who they are at their core that we honestly if they didn't tell us why he didn't get gigs anymore it would have been fine because that wasn't a huge Mm -hmm. part of why i was so interested in their dynamic you know right but yeah
1: but it it is a lot of telling of the character and that and that's like yeah so like it's just so perfectly written cuz like everything that everyone does you could tell it just speaks so highly of their character and everything that they say like all the conversations between you know the two characters or any, any of them honestly you just find out so much
0: yeah And I really like, um, well, first of all, I think it's very, I like his whole deal of like wanting to, how he learns his scripts or how he practices. And he's like, I need you to give me a hotel that's like an hour away because I need that drive. Like, I really like that. And I told Sebastian, like, it feels like such a pretentious thing to ask for. But honestly, if I was to that degree, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I want (laughs) to be in a car for an hour before I go to my job yeah um yeah
1: (laughs) that's funny um yeah i mean i don't have like i said i don't want to i don't want to give away too much about the movie Mm -hmm. like the i only have a couple of notes i mean i guess we could talk about the ending too like i Mm -hmm. that's the only like real notes i have i don't know how you want to do this go just normally go through Um, the beats
0: yeah i guess we can do that i mean the only thing i really have to say is i really love How I feel like this movie, it well, it covers a lot of things I don't think I've ever seen in film, but it also really showcases this weird, like, confessional um, quality that you that cars have. Like, I've had Mm -hmm. so many deep conversations in cars, and it feels like it's so easy to have a conversation, especially a hard one. Like, whether you're talking to, whether you're like learning about, your your parents you know whether they're telling you something that they've never said before because it's so easy to just look straight um Mm -hmm. and like be focused on something rather than have a conversation where you're sitting and looking at each other or if you're like if something if you like want to have a disc like a kind of an argument with your significant other it feels less uh scary to do it when you're driving weirdly because like that's when you should be focusing on the fucking road but like it, it There is like this weird, con, like I said, confessional vibe that cars have. And I feel like this is the first movie that I've seen that um, shows that, you know, like that they feel I understood why it's not out of the ordinary for somebody to like share such a dark secret of like, uh, I just sat there while my, <laughs> my mom was crushed by our house, you know, like. That's such a, a, a such a dark thing to say and to to tell somebody, and like especially the way that her character just like held that in, you could see it, you know, you could see it in her the way that she composed herself, that she was hiding something or that there was something she was ashamed of. But it it felt so believable that somebody would confess something like that to almost a complete stranger in a car because like, why not? What you know? driven
1: around with them for, you know, a couple of weeks. And she doesn't
0: even have to look at it when she says it. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it also just feels like, that's why I like the ending. Because it feels like that even though they're talking to each other, they're obviously sharing a connection. But, like, the car really has a lot to do with it more than who is in the car, you know?
1: Yeah. And so, with the ending, I was looking up, you know, I had my own interpretation. Like, I like to Mm -hmm. think that, you know, they kind of went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. and he sort of gave the car to him because you know that's like a something that he cherished from his past you know he's had it for you know since his first marriage or since (laughs) the marriage with his wife who passed Mm -hmm. um it's sort of like you know i don't need to care for this anymore because i've you know given uh i've allowed myself to accept what has happened and to move forward Mm -hmm. and this is just like a kind of a reminder so like very symbolic of you know that relationship and yeah. um uh, you know so I, th- I think he gave it to her and was like you know live your life peace
0: yeah i mean i think it kind of would i think it's like if <sighs> he's treating her kind of like a daughter right because he mm-hmm. i like that little moment of where um he asks like he figures out what her age is and so he's like oh so you're 23 and she says yeah and then when he tells that guy that his his daughter died and she would have been 23. Yeah. I loved that. And I, mm-hmm. ugh, God, that was so sad. But also, I, I feel like, and he, he told her too, when he was like, if I was your dad, I would tell you it wasn't your fault. And so I feel like he has some, like, he has all this care and all this love that he didn't get to express, like, to his daughter, because she obviously died so young that he didn't ever... Kind of like the thing Andrew Garfield said at, and on Stephen Colbert, where he's like, the grief is all the unexpressed love that yeah. you have for this person, and he had nowhere to put it. Or even in Fleabag, like, have all these, like, references, but she was like, I have all this love. She had all this love for her mom, and she was like, I don't know what to do with it.
1: Even you in know, WandaVision, and... uh... <laughs> what does Vision say? Oh,
0: God. Yeah, what is grief if not love persevering? But that's the whole, like that's the what i got from this god you just ruined my thing <laughs> <kidding. laughs> but that's what i it felt like where he was like I, I there's all this like care and love that i have for these people that i never got to express and i guess the, that's the way of him like the ultimate way of him telling this person that he cares about her that he wants her to to thrive you know and that he yeah he just passed it down to her. And I feel like, too, it, it was like, there's just so such so much healing. Because obviously, even though it was her job, the way that she learned how to drive was, sounded so traumatic that I can't imagine it was easy to do it every day, you know? Yeah. So I feel like he gave that to her. Like, you can just drive for yourself. You don't have to drive other people around anymore. Or drive a, car, a dog around. Also, <laughs> okay, but sh- why is the girl even a, a dog in a car?
1: Yeah, that was a little bit, a little bit sus
0: i mean didn't look hot not, so, whatever I, mean, I okay um but i just thought that was when i was like yeah. i thought it was him i thought he like got up from a nap or something i was like <laughs> he's still in the back of that damn car <laughs> okay
1: so uh, that's what i saw another theory is that uh he didn't really like give it to her but uh she still like drives for him as the play is making like a, a tour around mm different countries I'd like that.
0: that would be that's a that's a good thought
1: yeah that's a that's a nice one I, I think that both the endings you know that those two that we talked about are pretty happy but i think the ones we were saying fit better just because it feels mm-hmm. like the it feels like the right character progression you know like they're ready yeah. for a next chapter you know it's like the closing of it is uh you know that
0: yeah and i mean that's the whole thing that they were saying like you just need to move on yeah because, and I like the, the whole portrayal of, like, a survivor's guilt. And I feel like anybody who's close to somebody that dies feels that way. I mean, mm-hmm. this way, their circumstances are obviously pretty dramatic, you know, mm-hmm. that she actually feels like she's responsible for her mom's death. When, like, in reality, who's to know, who who can ever say how they would feel if they're fucking, if there's a landslide happening, you know, like, wh- I don't know if, who's to say that freeze her freezing wasn't that, she just was traumatized by not by what was happening. Not that she actually wanted her mom to die. You know? Yeah.
1: Or even that, you know, if she did try to go help, like maybe that she would, wouldn't have died yeah, too. She would, they would, they both would have died and it wouldn't have made a difference.
0: Yeah. And the same thing with, uh, the, the guy, I forgot, I already forgot his name, but the same thing with him, like who's to say that whatever she wanted to talk about his wife was some like, what if she just want to talk about her screenplay again? What you know? Like who's to say it was, it was that that she wanted to tell him. And I, I loved I think my favorite line of the whole movie is when, or the, my favorite conversation is when the girl is telling him like, what if like, he, you know, you're trying to find all this meaning of like why your wife did what she did and <clears throat> what you did wrong. But like, what if she just loved you and she just fucked other guys? Like I hate yeah. to say it, but what if that it was as simple as that, you know? Which I like that. I like the idea that that you can find peace with that. You know, you can find peace with... You don't have to have... I don't believe in closure. Like, I feel like that doesn't make any sense. And I I don't understand when people are like, well, I need closure because like, I don't even know what that means, honestly. And I, f- I feel like that's what he was looking for. He was looking for this like answer. He was looking for something to tell him like, oh no, you didn't do anything wrong. Or, oh, she was going to tell you. Or, you know, all this all these answers that he's searching for when like what if there's nothing you know like you just she died and she didn't you didn't get to tell her things she didn't get to tell you things like you got to move on because if you keep rehashing it you're just what is it going to happen you know
1: yeah he he said one line and i was like i was like laying down i scrambled to get my pen to write it down because it's like i was like i I don't know he said uh those who are alive keep thinking about the dead and that's like Mm -hmm. Perfect, exa- perfect. Uh, like, example of what you're saying is, like, <clears throat> it's going to happen, you know, like, that survivor's guilt, it's going to feed into that, but then you just have to move on. I don't know. Just made me think yeah. of that quote, but...
0: It just applies to so many things. Like, it also made me think of religion, weirdly. Like, how... Like, my own personal view of it, where... um. Like, you, you can try to find, I, I respect people that try to find answers for, like, why we're here, what's going to happen after we die, like, purpose, creation, all this stuff. But, like, personally, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't know if we're ever going to figure it out. So why stress about it? Right. You know, like, that's what it felt like when she was saying that. And maybe that's what's more, maybe the whole that idea is more relevant to me now, so that's why I, it made me think of it. But, like... I'm, I don't know. I like, I it's, I'm, I live in San Antonio. I'm going to South by this week. That's all I need. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't need to know the ultimate purpose of like why I'm here right now, because that's all I need to focus on is like who I am, where I am, what I'm going to do. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Good movie. If it make yeah. you think, I'll think about all this. I, um. Yeah. Uh, the only especially, oh sorry no no go for it.
0: No, honestly, especially as an overthinker, you know, like who that this whole thing that my therapist always tells me, like when I'm like, oh, what if this person isn't texting me back because I said something wrong? And she's like, what if they're busy? You know, like they just didn't text you back. That you don't have to assign any meaning to that.
1: Yeah, I, it's like she a, just
0: fucked other guys. You don't have to assign any meaning to that. Like it's kind of. Eh.
1: Yeah, a there's similar. a there's a some there's a law. It's like the. The easiest or the most probable solution is, th- or something, what is yeah, it?
0: Yeah, the uh, the most simple solution is.
1: Is always the right. The most
0: simple solution is. Oh, Jesus Christ, we sound so dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone's yelling.
0: Uh, I think it's like the most simple. Oh, fuck. I don't know. The, the simplest solution is probably correct. <laughs> no, that's not it.
1: Hold on. Let's, let me get it.
0: What were you going to say, though? You were going to say something else, and I cut you off.
1: It's Occam's razor.
0: Occam's razor that The
1: simplest weird. solution is always is almost always the best.
0: There you go. Perfectly
1: yeah. put it. That's yeah. Just sums up this conversation. Um I think so. The last the only other note that I have is um as I really like the the style of <laughs> the f- like the the conversations Because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the shots are very long and drawn out. And, you know, they're very uh, simple where it's just like, you know, medium shot of a character. But it's like that for two minutes and they're just talking. Um, And I almost felt like hypnotized because I was just like stuck in. Like I didn't, I was just focused on what they were saying. I wasn't necessarily thinking about what the characters were doing. I was just like completely, Mm -hmm. you know. In their story or whatever they were talking about. And then... It was always broken by like... Some real thing that was happening. Like... In the... In the context of the characters of like... What were actually happening. Like the dinner Mm -hmm. scene... When... uh, When she gets up... And goes to pet the dog. Mm -hmm. Like so like that snapped me out of it. I was like oh shit. And then... In the conversation in the car, um, I don't know when they were talking at the like the garbage place where she, you know, took him there uh, mm-hmm. when he was thinking about whether or not to cancel the play or to keep it going. Um, when like that frisbee was thrown and she was like, they were talking and the frisbee was thrown to her and she had to like throw it back. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's anything. I don't know if that uh, is like a theme of this director. I definitely want to check out more. No, oh,
0: that's interesting. I didn't think about that.
1: Cause I honestly like, funny to say, but I felt like a little bit hypnotized because I was just like, so th- like in yeah deep in my thoughts, just thinking about like, what's
0: happening, bro. <laughs> no, I feel the same way. And the the one that stood out to me is that the the last scene of the play that we saw, mm-hmm. when um, it's you know the director who's like now is to play the uncle, and then the the other the actress that uh, the deaf actress, and just the way that the just that conversation. Or like what she was saying, it just like took me in, and I didn't. I think what took me out of it was when it faded to black, and I was like, yeah. oh, shit." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's
1: that's how it felt for me. Was she deaf, or was she mute? I, I was confused on that part because he's oh, did cause say his deaf. Hu- yeah, you did, but a uh, genuine question because I know she. Oh. He said uh, oh. his husb her her husband said that she could hear, and he was like speaking to her, but I oh. just couldn't tell if she was like. Mute.
0: Yeah. No, I think I think mute is the right word, and I just said I just assume deaf. But yeah. No. Um I like the little reveal where he's like I that that was another funny scene where he was like, uh I wanted to have you I wanted to have dinner, I wanna make you dinner to apologize. And he's like, for what? He's like, You'll see.
1: <laughs> you will see. I liked
0: that. That was Her audition too. Holy shit. I can't believe she well, I can believe why, but I I Think she should have been nominated.
1: Oh yeah. I mean,
0: I think anybody, everybody in this was good, but she was like stunning. Mm-hmm. Every scene she was in, I was like just uh, watching, mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. I like. I, it's like, and what's weird too, because I obviously can't. I don't speak Korean, and I also don't speak like Korean sign language. And so, uh, I don't know. I just felt it, it's weird to say, but I was like, I was hanging on to every single word that she was like signing. Yeah. Just the way she did it. Holy shit. I was.
1: And when they were in the park, um maybe I need, I need some clarification too cuz I'm just dumb. But in the park when they were mm. acting out a scene and then the lead was like is that gonna, like what happened between them? He was like something happened is that, is that always going to happen or and that's where they have the conversation where he's like, you know, you need to let the you need to like fully embrace the text because the text will like do wonders to you or like impact you bring out bring out who you are
0: i think that's one thing that i think i'm too a little too dumb right now to understand was a lot of the the metaphor that the play had because i it was lost on me yeah because i did I, i was i also was like what is i that means something i don't know what it means though
1: yeah I, I definitely was thinking that too. I was like, there's something about this play. This play means something. I need, I need to do research into it.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, guys, listen to me. I, I have a theory. I don't know if it makes any sense to you, but I think there's something about this play. And I think it means something. Film, me bro. What are you were talking about in, driving in film my car. school? <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine if this, when this comes out, I'm like telling people at South Bay, yeah, I have a podcast. And they listen to it and they're like, you dummy. Don't there's something about this play and drive my car. <laughs> I don't. I'll get back to you on what it is, but I know there's something. But let uh, me tell you all my theories on El Ratalada. <laughs>
1: I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, I gotta hit the books again on that one. That's funny.
0: But let me tell you why it was funny that they tied up Colin Farrell did waddle like a penguin, <laughs> and the imagery and this metaphor for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but it means something. <laughs>
1: yeah maybe it's just because like i I just finished watching it like you know right before we
0: maybe but, uh... I don't, I, i'm still i did also finish it today so i think i'm still unpacking it i'm assuming it has something to do with like like you said the movie is is about um conversations and i think what they meant because uh, the way they filmed the that conversation i kind of forgot that they were like rehearsing And so maybe that's what he meant. He was like, Mm, is it always going to feel like that rather than a play, you know? Um, But, yeah, I don't know.
1: Honestly, like, when we make the time jump, you know, it's like right before is where he's giving, you know, a monologue. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And he, like, kind of breaks down and he can't finish it because it's just, like, hitting too close to home.
0: Yeah.
1: I kind of relate. I'm not, like, an actor, But, like, when you read something, you know, or you read a story or just watch something, you're like, shit, how do they know? Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going through. Like, resonating with text that you're reading. So, I kind of get that. But I just don't know what the play was about exactly.
0: I don't know. I don't know who the uncle is. I don't know what his deal (laughs) was. Why everybody was yelling at him. I don't know.
1: Someone was asking about infidelity. (laughs) And I don't know.
0: And he said he could be, like... what did he say like he said he could he could have been somebody great or something and I was like
1: yeah you're just taking away all my good years
0: I don't know somebody somebody listening to this that loves this movie and actually paid attention and was like and you know like could have critical thinking about it is like so pissed they're like of course the play meant this this and this
1: they're just gonna start their own podcast
0: please do to just to explain this movie to us
1: (laughs) Or join us.
0: Yeah. I loved All it. Right. Yeah. I'll probably I, watch. Well, I don't know if I'll watch it again. I'll probably watch it again.
1: Before the Oscars or mm, just in general?
0: Just in general. Just. Oh, yeah. I mean, def-
1: definitely a rewatch.
0: It felt. I know it, is, it deals with like heavy topics, but it also just felt like such an easy going watch. You know, like I it just felt like it breezed by. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend it's It's on
1: HBO Max, so watch it.
0: Yeah, watch it, please. That's it.
1: Let us know what you thought about it. That's all I really have.
0: Give us your theories on the play, please.
1: Yes, what the fuck is a play? (laughs) Because
0: I, I mean, I this might be controversial, but I feel like there's something about the play. (laughs)
1: There's something there. We're just scratching the surface.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back to you Uh. after we focus group. What is about the play?
1: Citizen Kane. Yeah, there is something there with Rosebud. I don't know what it is, but like first day of film school. That would be funny.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All Rough. right. Yeah, is that's it? all
1: I have. Okay. Thanks for listening. Brothersistershow.com to find all of our episodes and all of our social media stuffs. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Mike-